Chapter 26 of To London Town. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. To London Town by Arthur Morrison. Chapter 26. That they must come to Blackwell Pier was assured, for there were no streets, no crowds, no rumbling wagons. There were the wide sky and the unresting river, the breeze, the ships, and the endless train of brown-sailed barges. No unseamanlike garden seats dishonored the quay then, and strolling lovers sat on the bullards or chains, or sat not at all. Here came Johnny and Nora Sansom, when the shrinking arc of daylight was far and yellow in the west, and the Kentish hills away to the left drew dusk and mysterious. The tide ran high and tugs were busy. A nest of them with steam up lay under the wharf wall to the right of the pier barge, waiting for work. Some were already lighted, and on the rest men were trimming the lamps or running them up, while a cheerful glow came from each tiny cabin and engine room. Rascal boys flitted about the quays and gangways, the boys that were always near boats and water ever failing to get drowned, and ever dodging the pestered men who tried to prevent it. The first star of the evening steadied and brightened, and soon was lost amid other stars. Below, the river set its constellations as silently one after another, trembling and blinking, and meteor tugs shot across its firmament, in white and green and red. Along shore, the old artichoke tavern, gables and piles, darkened and melted away, and then lit into a little Orion, a bright cluster in the bespangled riverside. Ever some new sail came like a ghost upreach out of the gloom, rounded the point, and faded away, and by times some distant voice was heard in measured cry over water. They said little, for what need to talk? They loitered a while near the locks, and saw the turning trinity light with its long, solemn wink, heard a great steamer hoot, far down Woolwich Reach. Now the yellow in the sky was far and dull indeed, and a myriad of stars trembled over the brimming water. A tug puffed and sobbed and swung out from the group under the wharf, beating a glistening tail of spray and steaming off at the head of a train of lighters. Out from the dark of Woolwich Reach came a sailing ship, under bare spars, drawn by another tug. In the middle of the river the ship dropped anchor, and the tug fell back to wait, keeping its place under gentle steam. They walked on the wharf by the iron cranes, under the windows of the abandoned Brunswick Hotel. Here they were quite alone, and here they sat together, on a broad and flat-topped old bollard. Presently, said Johnny, 
Are you sorry for the dance now, Nora? And lost his breath at the name. Nora, he called her Nora. Was she afraid or was she glad? What was this before her? But with her eyes she saw only a twinkling river with the lights and the stars. Presently she answered, I was very sorry, she said slowly. Of course. But now, Nora. Still she saw but the river and the lights. But she was glad, timid too, but very glad. Johnny's hand stole to her side, took hers, and kept it. No, she said, not sorry now. Say, Johnny, what was before her mattered nothing. He sat by her, held her hand. Not sorry now, Johnny? Why came tears so readily to her eyes? Truly they had long worn their path, but this, this was joy. He bent his head and kissed her. The wise old Trinity light winked very slowly and winked again. So they sat and talked, sometimes whispered. Vows, promises, nonsense all. What mattered the words to so wonderful a tune? And the eternal stars, a million ages away, were nearer, all nearer, than the world of common life about them. What was for her she knew now and saw. She also, a new heaven and a new earth. Over the water, from the ship, came swinging and slow, a stave of the chanty. I'm a flying fish sailor straight home from Hong Kong. I, I, blow the man down. Blow the man down, bully, blow the man down. Oh, give us some time to blow the man down. You're a dirty black baller just in from New York. I, I, blow the man down. Blow the man down, bully, blow the man down. Oh, give us some time to blow the man down. Time went, but time was not for them. Where the tug engineer, thrusting up his head for a little fresh air, saw but a prentice lad and his sweetheart on the bollard, there sat man and woman, enthroned and exultant in face of the world's. The ship swung round on the tide, bringing her light square and her stem for the opening lock. The chanty went wailing to its end. Blow the man down, bully, blow the man down. To my eye, I blow the man down. Singapore Harbor to gay London town. Oh, give us some time to blow the man down. The tug headed for the dock, and the ship went in her wake with slow state, a gallant shadow amid the blue. Soon the tide stood, and stood, and then began its ebb. For a space there was a deeper stillness, and the dim wharves hung in mid-mist, and water and sky were one. Then the air stirred and chilled, stars grew sharper and the Thames turned its traffic seward. 
End of chapter 26. Recording by John Brandon.